0: Hey everybody, this is Scotch, and it's time for another Jack Squat podcast. This is the podcast that I do sporadically when I feel a little inspirado. but I do encourage you to check out the other podcast that I do with my friend Bob Harris from over on KFGO that's called B-Movie Bonanza, if you get the chance. It's always nice when there's someone that shares your same horrible yet wonderful taste in something as kitschy as cult movies, bad horror, sci-fi, and uh, Bob and I are birds of a feather when it comes to that stuff, so check it out. I think you'll enjoy it. Which kind of brings me to what my topic is today, and that is ignoring the flavor of the week. And feel free to spell that W-E-E-K or W-E-A-K if you want to really emphasize my feeling on this topic, because it's always more fun to discover something that is unique and different from what everyone else is into. And B-movies are certainly one of those things where it's fun to learn about Particular movies from somebody else who's experienced them and thought, wow, that was really different and bizarre. And I need to share this with somebody else. For me, Toxic Avenger was probably one of those first just messed up bizarro movies that a classmate told me about when I was maybe 16, possibly 17. And he said, God, Scott, you got to check this out. This thing is so gory, but it's also funny, and I guarantee you've never seen anything like it before. And he was right. I watched Toxic Avenger, and it totally launched me down a path of seeking out that kind of material for the rest of my life. Movies like Class of Newcomb High and Basket Case. I've never been able to appreciate mainstream movies the way I used to when I was uh, young. and And that's what I want to get into. Discovering counterculture the grassroots way. Things are way different today, and I swore that I never wanted to become one of those jaded old dudes that's convinced that the old ways are the best, because I don't think they were the best. But my personal experience is the only thing that I can speak from. That's why I always get self-conscious, and I feel like podcasts are so self-centered, but it's because they have to be. You know, you can really only speak from your own personal journey, and uh, I discovered a lot of the things I am into because somebody else turned me on to them. And I realize in this day and age, it's it's a lot easier to find things that you're into because of the web. We're global now, and everything is wide open. But it didn't used to be that way at all. You used to have to find somebody who was actually cool who would tell you, hey, you should really check this out. You're missing out if you don't check this out. I'm going to start with music. I recall going into record stores like uh, Mother's Records and Moorhead or Disc and Tape when I was a teenager, and I would hear something like, You know the Descendants or the Dead Milkmen playing in the store, and I wouldn't really know what it was because nobody that I knew listened to punk rock or alternative music. I lived in Holly, you know, Holly, Minnesota, and people only listened to whatever they played on the radio in my high school. So I would ask the guy working, what the hell is this? Take my money, sell me this. And then I would take it home, and I would obsess over it and play it over and over until I needed something more. And then I would go back and I would ask the guy, what else do you have that is like this? And he would say, you know, the clash or the Ramones or something. And then I would buy that. And, uh, I didn't ever even really meet anybody else in my town that actually purchased or listened to the same kind of music as me until uh, a friend of mine started dating a girl from West Fargo. Ooh, the big city. And she borrowed me the soundtrack to, uh, the movie repo man on cassette. Boom. Life changer. Uh, This album had circle jerks, black flags, suicidal tendencies, fear. So I had to start buying that stuff. And I went back and I started buying the back catalog of all these. And I loved it because it wasn't on the radio. And I found it from an alternative source. It wasn't something that they were talking about on Entertainment Tonight. It was something that somebody else said, here, check this out. And there's something very rewarding about that. Same goes for comic books. I started out reading the you know the mainstream comics like anybody else does, Archie Comics and Spider-Man and Richie Rich. And I still like a lot of that stuff. I love Archie. But I also read Mad Magazine and Crazy and National Lampoon, so I really enjoyed that subversive humor that skewered pop culture. But I had never read a comic book like that. And then one evening, I'm with a friend at an older guy's house just hanging out, and he had a copy of either... Freak Brothers or Fat Freddy's Cat, I think. And I started paging through it. I couldn't wrap my head around what it was. What is this? And he says, oh, it's a a comic. I said, well, I know that, but what is it supposed to be? It's in black and white. It's kind of dirty and it's about drugs. Is it supposed to be like a parody of something or is it from something? He said, no, I mean, you've never read alternative comics before. So the next time I was at the comic book shop, I realized that they had all these underground under the counter alternative comics up on a top shelf so i started digging into those and i discovered cherry and zippy the pinhead and freak brothers but surprised and i loved them but surprisingly it's going to it was a while until i actually discovered crumb robert crumb if you don't know he's the godfather of underground comics 60s counterculture My idol, incredible cartoonist. I wouldn't find about him until my pal Rick Stenerson introduced me to him when I was in my early 20s. I'm working at Take Two Video, and we had a flyer that uh, we would put on the counter every month that I would draw. And it was called Real, Real Times at first, and it had all of the rental specials in it. And later we changed it to Joystick, and it featured all the game rental information and reviews and stuff like that. But I would draw comics in it. And one day this guy, Rick... This long-haired hippie guy, <laughs> who I believe was working at another video store at the time, came in to return some movies that had accidentally been dropped off over at his store. And he picked up a flyer and said, oh, you got a regular R. Crumb working here. So I stupidly asked, who's R. Crumb? And I'm so glad that I asked because uh, Rick started telling me all about crumb. So I headed down to the, the comic book store and I bought my very first volume of the complete crumb and discovered my all time favorite underground cartoonist. Later, Rick would turn me on to the crumb documentary, which also was a life changer. But my point is, if I hadn't met Rick Stenerson, I wouldn't have discovered crumb back then. It took somebody else, somebody cool to say, hey, this is something. Really neat that I think you are going to be into grassroots discovery. Things really have an impact on you when somebody whose opinion you respect turns you on to it, and it means so much more than whatever the current flavor of the week on the uh, the magazine rack or the top ten or at the top of this weekend's box office is. Maybe that's selfish. Maybe I maybe there is something. I think there is something special to having something that is yours to share with a friend that isn't necessarily for everybody else. I enjoy a lot of things that other people dislike or even really hate. (laughs) And I don't know, I guess for some reason that's especially, that's especially satisfying. I think it's funny when I play something for somebody else and they get a bewildered look on their face, something like Tim and Eric, uh, Tim Heidecker. Uh, That's a, a bizarre TV show. And you play here. I think you'll think this is funny. And their face drops like, what the hell am I watching? You know, or you play the music and it's just so foreign to them. And yet you and, you know, maybe a handful of other people enjoy it. There's something really satisfying about that. Well, anyway, that is Jack Squat for this week. I thank you so much and stay safe and healthy. We'll see you next time.